0: Welcome to C3 Wellington and Hutt City. Need something fresh, real and powerful in your life? Connect with us on social media, get podcast notifications, updates on events, collective groups and a whole lot more. We're so glad you're joining us for a powerful and thought-provoking message from one of our pastors. We would love to hear how God has touched you in your life. Get in touch through our website, c3churchwellington.nz. So, sit back and enjoy this message. In Him. This new series is entitled In Him and it's been inspired by Pastor Phil Pringle's devotional book entitled In Him, which is uh, quite ironic. Uh, So Pastor Phil put this book out uh, and I picked it up last year and uh, this is a daily devotional and I thoroughly encourage you to get a copy of this. And it's a super one page read and there's like about 90 of them and it takes you through all of the promises that we have in Christ do you know there are just so many promises that we have when we have a life in Christ, let me just reach some. We're justified in Christ. No condemnation in Christ. This defeated in Christ. Unity in Christ. Made holy in Christ. Wise in Christ. Made alive in Christ. Secure in Christ. Triumphant in Christ. New vision in Christ. New creation in Christ. Liberty in Christ. Sons of God in Christ. I've only got up to thirteen, and there's like a hundred of these things. Come on, who knows that there's so many promises of God for you and for me in Christ? And so we want to take over the next few weeks, we want to tackle some of these, unpack them, declare them and receive them over our lives. Amen. So I'm excited this morning to kick off our series, In Him. You know, the heartbeat and the mission of our church is this, to bring people far from God, close to Him. It's the mission, the heartbeat of this church community. And I love this because the thing about salvation is it's not a one-time thing. It's not a one-time decision. We are saved and being saved, the Bible says, that we all need to come close to Jesus. Every one of us needs to take another step towards Jesus and listen to this promise in Ephesians 2.13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. In Christ Jesus. One of my favourite verses in the Bible is 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. It's an in Him promise. It says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is or she is a new creation. The old has passed away and behold, the new has come. Come on, that is so awesome. Jesus, in his own words, said this I am the vine, you are the branches, whoever abides in me, whoever lives in me, whoever takes up, allows me to take out residence within them, whoever, because it says, whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. But you see, it's not just living with Jesus. See, he doesn't say, whoever abides with me. There's specific language. He says, Whoever abides. In me, and I just—I just think this is so powerful that we get to live within Jesus. What does that mean? Like, what the heck? In Jesus, I will unpack that. But let's carry on. First John two six says, "Whoever says he abides in Him ought to walk <laughs> in the same way in which He walked." In Him, we can walk the same way that Jesus walked. That's awesome. In Galatians three, I know it's a lot of scripture, but I'm setting you up. Galatians three twenty-seven says, "For as many of you as were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ." Have I got any superhero fans here tonight today? Any Iron Man fans here today? You know, Tony Stark's a pretty good dude, man. Pretty switched-on guy, very clever. Very clever. I've got some Tony Stark types here in our church. Very thankful for our our clever tech people. But you see, Tony Stark can't take a bullet. Tony Stark can't take on these bad guys. Tony Stark, but when Tony Stark gets inside the Iron Man suit all of a sudden Tony Stark can fly all of a sudden Tony Stark can go through walls all of a sudden bullets are bouncing off Tony Stark because he's now Iron Man when he's in the suit and when you're in Christ you've got some things on your side do you believe it this morning come on go to my final verse second not In the introduction, that is people. Come on. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20 says this, For all the promises of God find their yes in Him. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's pray. Father God, we thank you for all that you offer us, for all that you bring for us, for all the gifts that you bring through your son, Jesus. And Father God, may we not be those that would leave the gifts under the tree, in the drawer, but Father God, may we unpack them and may we put them on and may we take and use all the promises that you have for us, God. We believe that we are called to freedom. We believe that we are called to victory, that we are the head, not the tail. And in Christ, all things, and so Lord, we thank You for what we have, the promises of God in Jesus Christ. God, help us this morning to receive it. Holy Spirit, speak. Have Your way this morning. Set us free to truth, I pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Message number one, we have security in Christ. We have security in Christ. You know, I've preached the introduction, but I'm going to teach most of this message. I'm going to get real teachy. Can I get teachy on you today? I think we've got to unpack security because we have to unpack insecurity, yeah? The definition of security is this, the state of being free from any danger or threat. We have security in Christ. We have the state of being free from any danger or threat in Christ. But insecurity also has a definition. Uncertainty or anxiety about oneself or lack of confidence Insecurity is an epidemic that every single person in this room faces. We are all together when we're talking about this, this topic. When we're insecure, we can express it in very different ways, depending on our temperament, values, and conditioned habits, all often shaped by past experiences. In some, insecurity looks like timidity, compliance, and always assuming the blame. In others, it looks like arrogance, defiance, and never admitting wrong. In one person, insecurity moves them to avoid attention, if at all possible. In another, it moves them to demand as much attention as possible. Insecurity is a form of fear. Yet, God does mean for certain things to make us feel insecure. It's Something he placed within us, mankind, as a warning bell, a warning signal, so that we would understand some things. Example, walking out on a second story deck and noticing that the wood is rotting should make you feel insecure. If we live or work with someone who's dishonest or abusive, we should feel insecure. When we first come under the conviction of sin and realize we're under God's wrath because we've not reconciled to him through Christ, we should feel insecure. But God designed insecurity as a warning that we are vulnerable to some kind of danger. Thank you, Jesus. It instructs us to take some proactive action. But but what we typically mean by insecure is not just circumstance-induced fear, but a fear so recurrent that we refer to it as a state of being. We talk about being insecure. Or we might say, so-and-so is an insecure person. Insecurity is a feeling, excuse me, insecurity is feeling a significant lack of self confidence or a powerful fear of others' disapproval or rejection or a chronic sense of inferiority. What are we afraid of? What danger is this kind of insecurity warning us against? It's telling us that our identity is is uncertain or threatened. Insecurity is a war on your identity. John Bloom, got a lot of uh, stuff from John Bloom. Um, I never heard of this guy, uh, and you might not know of him either, uh, but he's a pastor in America in Minneapolis, and he uh, wrote a lot on this topic, and it was really eye-opening. He said this, Our identity It's who we understand ourselves to be at the core. It's our essential self. It's what we want to believe and want others to believe is our essential self, even if it's not who we really are. So where does our sense of identity come from? This is the crucial question, the pinnacle of the problem, how we answer it decides whether or not we will ever be free from being insecure. And I'm going to say that again. How we answer this question of where does my sense of identity come from will determine whether we'll ever be free from the sense of insecurity. And it's primarily not an intellectual answer. (laughs) We all know that we can know the right answer, but do you know? Do you know what I mean? You can know it, but do you know it? Do you know that you know that you know? Our goal, excuse me, in other words, we always find our identity in our God. I've missed the line, I'll go back. We answer this question from our heart. I said it's not intellectual. It's not something that we answer from our mind. We answer this question from our heart because our identity is tied into what we really love, what we really want, what we really believe that offers us hope. In other words, we always find our identity in our God. And our God may not be the God. We may say our God is the Lord, but that may not be really true. And you see this in Scripture. You see in Luke 6.46, Jesus says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? <laughs> Isaiah 29.13 says, And the Lord said, Because the people near to them with their mouth, and on me with, my, with, with, my, with their lips, while their hearts... Far from me. Here's the truth. Our God is the personal thing we believe has the greatest power to determine who we are, why we're here, what we should do, and what we're worth. Our God is what what we can't help but seek and follow because we believe our God's promise will bring us the greatest happiness. We talked about that in the Above All series. We kicked off the Above All series talking about this message called The Pursuit. Man, I'd love to unpack something since that message of. I've really been unearthing this whole pursuit of happiness, and it's yeah, I'd love to share that with you, but maybe Ask Me Anything podcast, Ray, that'd be a great place to to do it, and if you don't know what we're talking about, stay tuned, because there's another podcast on its way, people. It's going to be great. All right, so what does insecurity say? Hmm. When we feel insecure because something threatens our sense of identity, it's telling us something about our God. This makes insecurity gracious and merciful. You've got to see this. When you have a sense of insecurity, it's the alarm bell. You've got to ask yourself, why? You've got to go and do some self-reflection and some self-examination. I know that's not easy, but it's so necessary. It almost never feels like it's gracious and merciful But I'm telling you that it is. It feels like inadequacy more than anything. It feels like failure or condemnation. That's what what insecurity normally feels like. It weighs us down and makes us feel vulnerable and uncertain. And that's why our response to this kind of insecurity is often avoidance. Can I get an amen on that? We often let insecurity lead us to a place of avoidance. We try to reduce our exposure to people or situations that stir it up. Or we try to relieve it by seeking various forms of self-affirmation from others. Or we try to escape into other things, often habit-forming or addictive things that dull or distract or fantasize away our identity fear. At least temporarily or all of the above. (laughs) All of the above, right? Fleeing insecurity is the right idea. But these kinds of avoidances are always almost... Always fleeing in the wrong direction. Or to say it another way, they are almost always painkillers and not cures. Hmm. That's why. Sorry, God designed insecurity to be examined in order that we might escape danger. This is the key. God designed. Insecurity to be examined in order that we might escape danger. That's why it's gracious and merciful. Insecurity is a God gauge in our soul. It's reporting to us that something is wrong and whatever we hear God or some other God telling us about who we are, either a true belief has been challenged and perhaps refined or a false belief has finally been exposed and we hate exposure no one likes no one likes feeling exposed who's had the the dream you know the, the wake, going to school naked dream or on stage you know those kind of those kind of like nightmares really terrible things where you just feel exposed no one likes that you know when and, and, and husbands and wives can i just uh, lean in here don't expose your partner in front of people you know don't tear them down or expose them you know let's love let's cover our husbands and our wives Let's build up when we're in front of people. Let's, cut, let's, let's not tear down. Exposure, feel, it just strips away identity. And we hate exposure, which is why we tend to avoid rather than examine our insecurity. We fear taking a good look at our identity because we're afraid the gauge is going to c- confirm our worst fears about ourselves. Inadequate, insignificant, failure, condemned. We think these are the labels we're gonna unearth. But believe it or not, insecurity is not only a warning, it's also an invitation. Insecurity is an invitation. When we feel insecure, God is inviting us to escape the dangers of false beliefs about who we are, why we're here, what we should do and what we're worth and to find peaceful refuge in what He says about all those things. The, most we understand, the more we understand the good news of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the more we find it is going to end our insecurity. Not the perfection sorry, not the perfect end in this age, but the increasing and ultimate end. Can I give you some verses? Have we sinned and sinned greatly? The answer is probably yes. In Christ we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Do we feel like orphans, strangers, aliens, outcasts, ostracised, alone? Let me tell you, in Christ, we've been adopted by God to be His children and now members of His household and heirs of all things with Christ. Do you feel like a miserable failure? How many times can we all, we can all agree times we just feel like failure. But in Christ, almost incredibly, every failure will work together for ultimate good, the Bible says. Every single one of your mistakes is not a barrier, but a bridge. Every one of them. God wants to take the keys to the prison that you're locked in, unlock the prison, open the prison's doors, let you out into freedom and give you the keys to release the same people. Your struggle in the victory of it is going to see other people in that struggle receive the same victory. God will speak through your story. But the moment that we want to hide that, we want to cover that over and we want to try and appease this God and try and work good enough and white-knuckle our way and think that if we can just show the good side of ourselves, we get chewed up on the inside. It dries us out. It's the rat race, and we don't want it. And I don't want it for you or myself. Come on, God is glorified in our weakness. God is glorified. And so the Apostle Paul said, I will boast all the more in my weakness. For when I am weak, He is strong. When I can't do it, He can do it. And guess who gets the glory? Jesus Christ gets the glory in Christ. Do we feel weak and inadequate? Because in Christ, God loves to choose the weak and the foolish things, because when we are weak, He promised that His grace will be sufficient. His grace will be sufficient so we can boast in our weaknesses. Do we feel insignificant and unimportant? In Christ, we were chosen by God, who purposefully assigned us a unique and needed function in His body. You are needed. I am not more important than you. That's truth. Mic drop. So many times we think that the pulpit's this holy place. And it's not. This is just one role within a family and a body. Imagine a head on its own, it'd be weird. it be the weirdest thing, I'd freak out. We need every bit to be functional. You're important and you matter. You matter. Christ is now our identity. That's what it means to be a Christian. That Christ is now our identity. In Christ, we do not lose our true selves. We become our true selves. Hallelujah. As we said that at the start, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he has a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. In Christ, we are born again and become a new person. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, how do we remove the weight? of insecurity. Thank you, Father God. Because this the thing, if those promises are not satisfying to us, if we need other people's approval to feel validated, if we find criticism or rejection debilitating, if we see a pattern of regularly disobeying Christ because we're trying to escape or demand attention, Or if we are caught up in habitual or addictive sins through which we seek relief from our fears, then our insecurity is telling us we have an idle problem. We have an idle problem. We have a false God that needs to be knocked down. A sin weight that must be laid aside. Come on, you're not called to carry it. Hebrews 12, verse 1 says this Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Avoiding it is not setting us free from it. God wants us to examine it even though we fear doing so. (laughs) But we must not listen to our fears for they don't tell us the truth. Do you know that your fear is lying to you every single day? If we come to Jesus with our sin desiring to repent, He says this, I will not condemn you. Come to me and I will give you rest. I will love you forever, unfailingly. I will, find, I will fill you with peace that surpasses all understanding for those in Christ. And I will make you more secure than you have ever dreamed of. So His promises, Psalm 27 verse 5 and Psalm 40 verse 2. His promise is security. God flips the script on insecurity and in Him we find security we find peace for our soul. We find rest. We find that no longer do we have the hooks into our heart that other people are pulling, but they're chopped and put into Him. There is an end to insecurity and all the striving it produces, it ends in Jesus.